This is Anthems. Hi, I'm Jodie Mitchell. I'm a comedian and your word of the day is king. Before you jump to any conclusions, I'm not a monarchist. I'm not about to chat on about how excited I am that when the Queen goes to the big publicly funded palace in the sky, we get my main man, Charles, in all his offensive, privileged glory in a position of power. Why would I talk to you about that when I have absolutely no opinions on the subject? No, my word is king, because in addition to my general occupation of being funny, I'm a drag king, and I'm part of off-Broadway award-winning troupe Pex. Drag changed my entire life for the better. It changed how I walked through the world, made me more confident in my day-to-day life, and by making me create a whole different version of myself, it helped me to feel more grounded in who I truly am. Drag found me when I was 22. At the time, and please don't hate me for saying this, I was auditioning for an improv comedy group. Now, this particular group was pretty cool, you guys. It had been going for 30 years, had loads of prestigious comedian alumni, and it took a full year of trialling with them to stand a chance of getting in. Oh, and it was also full of men. There were so many men that I would make a cup of tea during a rehearsal and there would be a tiny man inside my cup explaining to me how tea works. One time I was on my period, and rather than my norm of excreting blood, my womb produced 1,000 men, each with something interesting and funny to say over me. Such was the amount of cis men in this group. After about six months, I started to always get the same feedback after scenes. My mentors didn't think I was confident enough. This is the biggest problem for a comedian that isn't a man to overcome. Laughter happens when an audience trusts you, and because society tells us again and again that women aren't funny, the majority of sexist people can't relax enough to find people that aren't men funny. They don't believe that these people will be funny, so they don't find them funny. Trust me, lads, if you only find men funny, you are the problem. I'm not actually a woman, I'm non-binary, but you get my point. Small rant aside, in every single scene of improv I was doing, I felt very confident. I knew that while we all have things to learn, I was funny, and definitely funnier than some of the men that were surpassing me in the process. Sorry guys, love you. Nevertheless, in every scene, I was spoken over. If you're not a man, think about how regularly you're talked over by men, regardless of the situation. Now imagine you're practising an art form where you're incentivized to take up space in order to make people laugh and there's no script to prevent men from vomiting words at you while you attempt to bat them away with your invisible mimed piece of improv furniture. It was awful. How was I supposed to demonstrate confidence when I couldn't get a word in edgeways and when I did talk, the audience found me less funny purely because they couldn't trust me to be funny? Then, after a particularly frustrating scene where I'd been introduced as... Brenda with the boobs and made to sexually service a king crab, I had a blast of inspiration. From now on, I would enter every scene introducing myself with a male name, while shouting in a broad, masculine Scottish accent. The effect was instant. I was hilarious, confident and permitted to say up to several sentences. I branched out into other quote-unquote male characters and had similar success. Within two weeks, I was in the show. No one could believe what fast progress I had made, and everyone was proud of me for working so hard on my confidence. Let me be clear, I'd not grown any more confident, nor was I doing anything differently. But because the audience saw me as more male, they subconsciously trusted me, 
and they laughed. Sitting in the audience one night, my future drag family saw me perform several of these male characters and recruited me, successfully rescuing me from the clutches of improv and delivering me safely into the gender-bending bosom of the queer performance scene. I sat down with Pex and was asked who my king was, and he was there, fully realised without me even realising. He was a queer, Glaswegian, flawed feminist comic, and his name was John Travolver. Unfortunately, by the time I remembered a month later that my dad's name is John and that he was Scottish, it was too late to change the name to something that didn't highlight my latent daddy issues. Performing with Pex was the best thing that's ever happened to me. For the first time, I was owning my masculinity on stage without it being to convince men of my worth as a performer. I was experiencing the all-too-rare phenomenon of not performing for the male gaze. The point of the show wasn't how men would perceive it. Having said that, the men in the audience found me ten times funnier once I'd bound my chest, painted on a beard and put a packer in my boxes. By the way, as soon as you get to walk on stage as a man, and you're given permission to physically take up space as you do so, you'll start to notice that normally you are making yourself smaller. Most of the kings I work with walk around differently now, and people move out of our way when we go out. It's great. Drag is simply gender clowning. The point of it is to perform gender, to unpick it, and put it on a stage for people to examine and thus learn more about themselves, the world around them, and their perspective of others from. The idea is that drag kings are a new thing, and that the only valid drag is that of a drag queen, are wrong. Kings have been popular since the musical scene of the Victorian era, and while I'm so very, very glad that RuPaul's Drag Race has promoted queer acceptance in the mainstream, and eventually allowed trans women to compete, I can't think of another workplace where we would think it's okay that cis women aren't allowed to participate in any capacity. Masculinity is not neutral, and therefore not worth performing. Nor is masculinity just for men. What we think masculinity is, is a construct, and therefore worth unpicking in all its fascinating, often toxic, glory. All gender is performance, darling, and if one more person asks me if drag kings just put on trousers, I swear to God I'll write another eloquent deconstruction of gender stereotyping. If your only experience of drag is drag race, you're missing out. Go see some kings. See Wesley Dykes, Chio, Romeo de la Cruz, Caesar Gently, and my Pex brothers, Thrustin Limbersnake, Luce Willis, Victor Victorious, Izzy Aman, Mr. Golden Balls, Scott Free, and Johnny Gash, to name but a few. Kinging is incredible. Good drag doesn't pick out stereotypes and make you experience the more unpleasant ones purely for shock value. It venerates its performers, and it brings underrepresented communities together. You know, normally a king is born into having hierarchic power, but in the drag world, it's the people around you that give you the stage, lift you up, and support you. We're called royalty because we're taking all the arbitrary respect we give to the monarchy and giving it instead to the queer community, who are so often disrespected by society at large. Drag has exposed me to some of the best, most uplifting, most important, most gut-wrenching performances I've ever seen. And getting to perform it is magical. King. Definition. Noun. A person held up by their community.